Well, hello, and God bless you. Welcome to BlaineCouragesYou.com, where we are here with the word from the Lord to help keep you encouraged to stay on the wall for the Lord. My name is Blaine, and as always, I count it a blessing to be here with all of you on this episode number 259 of our podcast. Well, BCU family, today's topic will include paper and forgiveness. Let's talk about that. Please take this time to go ahead and get your Bibles, your notebooks, something to write with, a snack, and settle on in. Blaine encourages you, is coming to you with I no longer have the receipts. That's what's coming up next. All right, BCU family, we are going to get into our podcast content momentarily. Right now, I would like to establish protocol. So if you are a longtime listener, thank you so very much for being here. We certainly do appreciate you. And if you happen to be a first time listener, you know what? Thank you so much. We certainly appreciate you being here as well. And I'm going to ask you to consider right now making our relationship permanent. So wherever you are listening from, if you're on the blendencouragesyou.com site, if you're on Stitcher Radio, Google Play, on iTunes, or now known as Apple Podcasts, or on SoundCloud, wherever you are listening from, do me a favor and go ahead and hit the subscribe button. That's all you have to do, and that gets you in as an official part of the BCU family. Welcome. All right, everybody. So I'm going to get into the crux of our podcast in just a little bit. If you've been listening to me for any length of time, you know that I enjoy background. So I've got to lay this out for you all a particular way so it all makes sense. So let's get into it. Now, The other thing that I like to do when I talk about background is I like to bring in my family experience, especially uh, how I grew up. And I've been doing a lot of looking back over my life and I want to thank God for my parents and how they were such a blessing in instilling uh, certain values into us, which has shaped my brothers and I to who we are today. And I thank God for that. Now, on that wise, let me all uh, tell you about my dad, who's phenomenal. Now, my dad uh, primarily was the person that took care of the recreational needs of the children. And what I mean by that is, is that when it came time to go outside, get into the yard, ride bikes, go to the park, go to the beach, uh, anything that had anything to do with fun and running around And now that I think about it, probably burning off a lot of energy. I hadn't really thought about that. He was the person that took care of that. Now, it's not that my mom did not, and it's not that my dad did not instill other things into us, but that was the primary function for him. My mom, especially because when we were very young, she was a stay-at-home mom, did a lot of teaching and helping us to understand how to navigate uh, this thing called life. Uh, Spiritually, of course, uh, she was the leader where that was concerned for a long time in our home. And then, of course, for just life skills. 
And again, it, they, they cross-pollinated my parents from time to time as far as depositing uh, different things into us, but they had their primary roles and it worked out beautifully. Now, there was this one time that I can remember going to the store with my mom. I want to say it was a grocery store because I was really young and my mom had me to make a purchase. Now, for many young kids and myself included, that's a momentous occasion where you are able to hand the cashier whatever it is that they need to ring out for you. You get the uh, you get to pay for it. You get your change back if there's any and all of that. So it's a big day. <laughs> it was a big day. And as my mom and I were debriefing after the transaction, she said to me that there are uh, two things that you need to make sure that you get outside of making sure you get your proper change. Of course, uh, the other two things are a receipt and a bag. And she went on to explain that it was important that you got a receipt because not everyone, of course, pays for a, what they have taken out of the store. And if I was ever questioned, I could say that I bought this and here is the receipt. Now, having a bag just sealed the deal because at that particular time, it was pretty impossible for you to take something from a store without paying for it and then have a bag to put it in because of the checks that were in place. Now, we're in 2022 and I'm probably pretty sure that there are ways to get around what I just said. <laughs> and of course, I don't know it and I'm not interested in that. But that was just what was told to uh, my brothers and I. So it stuck with me, BCU fam. All of this time, it really has stuck with me. And whenever I get to the cashier, it's the receipt and it's making sure that I have everything in the bag. So it's, it's just funny that there are certain things that I can't remember from my childhood at all. And it's just that one thing that really did, out of many, of course, that has stuck with me and that I continue to practice down through the years. So with that being said, and having your proof of purchase, it not only proves that you did buy what you said you bought, of course, um, it's also a protector. And let me explain why the receipt is a protector. Now, with my mom and her insistence on making sure that you had your receipts, she kept her receipts. And she had this very unique system <laughs> of making sure that she knew where her receipts were. So what she would do when she got home is whenever she got, wanted to put her receipt away, she had this huge bag. Now I will have to inquire if this bag is as big as I remember it, or if it was because I was a young girl, because when you're young, you know, everything looks a lot bigger, but I remember very vividly that she would uh, get a chair and that she would get to the second kitchen cabinet. It was up on the higher side of things. And she would pull out this huge bag of receipts and dump her receipt in. Now, the other thing that she would do, of course, is that when there was a situation where something went bad with a, a food item or if a uh, something that she had purchased like a fan or an air conditioner, had broken down 
and she needed that receipt to take it back to the store for proof of purchase, she would climb up in that chair, she would get that big bag of receipts and she would go through that bag, BCU fam. They were in no order that I remember. I just seem to remember they were just all kind of put into that bag and she would sit down at that table and sort through every one of those receipts until she found the proper one. And there had to be at least 100 receipts in there, if not more. I will ask her to double check, but I'm pretty sure that there were about 100 receipts in there and she would dig through and she would find them each time. And she would politely get that receipt and whatever it was that needed to be taken back or what have you. And she would either get her money back for it, depending on what it was, of course, or get her replacement. And that's what she did. She kept her receipts. And I, I don't know if she still does that because I'm sure she's not doing as much purchasing as we were when we were kids. But nonetheless, uh, we used to get very tickled when she pulled that bag out. <laughs> we got so tickled, but it worked for her. Her system worked for her. She knew exactly how to make sure that she kept up with things. And quite honestly, uh, bringing this up to 2022, uh, we still keep receipts for things. There is a different way uh, sometimes of us making sure to keep up with our proof of purchases for certain items, you know, especially bigger ticket or more expensive items. A lot of what we do now is registered uh, with the company so that if something does happen, like our phones, that they know when it was that we purchased the phone and then we can, you know, get a replacement or uh, what have you. And in certain circles, we still keep the receipts because we want to be sure that if something does go wrong, we can take it back to the store. And typically you have a certain amount of time and whatnot where you can uh, take your item back. You just have to have your proof of purchase. So again, that is a protector. Now, what I have noticed, BCU fam, when it comes to the receipts of today, and this has been going on for a number of years now, is that uh, the, the ink on the receipts, and it's probably the paper as well, at some point, it starts to disappear. So if you don't preserve those receipts the correct way and something happens with your, your clothing or what have you, you may not be able to take it back uh, to the store that you originally purchased it from. So it all just depends on the situation. So it's important to make sure that whatever you buy these days, if you have a traditional paper receipt that you, uh, either preserve that by taking a picture or putting it in a plastic bag or something so it doesn't get jostled around so much so that you are able to uh, use it if needed or refer back to it if needed and maybe take a picture or whatever the case may be. So for some things that are important to me, I may do something to especially make sure I hold on to the receipt. For other things, not so much. And that can work in my favor or against me depending on what happens. So I bring this up because I was going through a couple of receipts that I kept and I noticed that the ink started to fade so much so that I was not even sure what store I purchased, whatever this was from. I could see some faint lettering and things like that. But uh, for the most part, the receipt was actually uh, non-usable because there was no way that anyone could get any information off of these particular receipts which means I needed to just go ahead and throw it away. And whatever item it was that I was saving, 
the receipt for. Hopefully it would work out fine where I wouldn't need to I'll refer back to it again. And I bring this up, BCU fam, because we as people not only keep receipts on things, sometimes we keep it on people as well. And that's something that needs to stop happening for the people of God. Now, when we say we have receipts on people, it means that we have proof of what they've done, what they've said, how they've offended us, uh, what they have done to wrong us. And if we have not handled that God's way, we will continue to bring it up, not only to God, but to everyone else who will listen to our conversation. And as people of God, we're not to hold on. Lord, I thank you in here today to what it is that someone has done to offend us. Rather, we need to learn to let it go. We need to make sure that those receipts fade and do it very quickly. Now, this is not just something that is suggested in the Bible. It is actually mandated. And if we go to Matthew chapter 18, uh, the scriptures tell us what to do. Now, it is in your best interest, BCU fam, to read Matthew chapter 18 in its entirety to get the a whole flow and essence of what Jesus is saying here. I'm going to read some select verses and let's talk about why our receipts should fade and do it quickly. Now, Matthew chapter 18 lets us to know that offenses are going to come. Um, verse number seven, or it says that woe unto the world because of offenses for it must needs be that offenses come, but woe unto by whom the offense cometh. And what Jesus is saying here is, is that we're going to be offended. Someone is going to offend us at some point in time in our lives. It's going to come and there's not anything that we can do about it. Now, it's important that we not purposely, intentionally, and willfully go around offending people, right? It does happen but it will happen. It absolutely will happen. So it's, it's inevitable. And Jesus is more concerned about uh, the person who's doing the offending, of course, and then how we handle it. Now, going down to verse number 21 of Matthew chapter 18, Peter said, Lord, how often shall my brother sin against me and I forgive him? And Peter threw out seven times. And then the following verse says, Jesus said unto him, I say not unto thee until seven times, but 70 times seven. And what that means is 490 for those who do the math. What that means is, is that we have to forgive people over and over and over and over again. Now, if I were to keep track of 490 times, <laughs> and of course that was, it, that's a number. It's not an exclusive meaning. We have to count up to it. What Jesus is saying here is that we just need to lose count. Uh, we can't keep up with that because it would take us uh, probably, I, I can't even imagine BCU fam, how long it would take us to try to uh, put down numbers as to, okay, you're on time number 345. You know, that it's way too much for us to hold on to. Lord, I thank you today. Lord, I thank you. I feel my help coming in here today. So it would be too much for us, BCU fam, to keep a tally 
of everyone that has offended us and to keep writing up and making those little marks to say, okay, this is number such and such for you and such and such for you and such and such for you. It's too many things, too much time. And we wouldn't get anything else done because we're offended so often, not just by strangers, but by family and friends and spouses and loved ones and neighbors, you know, offenses are going to come. So Jesus is saying here to just learn how to forgive and to let it go, to let it go, to let the receipts fade. Now, Jesus goes on to talk about in the same chapter, and you all really have to read this through, that there was a a certain king that would take account of his servants, okay? And the servants, when they were serving the king, they were supposed to make sure that they were spending the king's money wisely. And it turned out that there was this one servant who happened to owe the king 10,000 talents. And in my research, that was like five lifetimes worth of money. And of course, because he had mismanaged uh, the king's money, he didn't have it. So when he came before the king, the servant, he begged and pleaded and said, you know what, please be patient with me and I will pay you everything that I owe you. And the Lord of that servant, that king said, you know what? He had some compassion and he forgave that servant of the complete debt. He just let it go and said, you know what? Don't even worry about it. It's taken care of and let that servant go. Now, uh, that same servant went out to look for one of his friends or fellow servants, which owed him 100 pence. Now, keep in mind, We've got servant A who has been forgiven for 10,000 talents. That same servant A went out to look for servant B, his friend, who owed him just 10 pence, okay, which was a lot of money at that particular time. It was a lot of money, but he went out and looked for him. I'm sorry, 100 pence. I said 10. It was 100 pence. And he laid hands on his friend, took him by the throat and said, pay me what you owe me. And the fellow servant fell down and said, have patience with me and I will pay you all. But servant A would not hear it. And he went and cast his fellow servant into prison till he should pay the debt. Now, it turns out that there were people that actually saw what happened between servant A and his friend. And these people went and told their Lord, the King, what happened. And then <laughs> the King or the Lord called servant A and said, verse number 32 of Matthew chapter 18, O thou wicked servant, I forgave thee of all that debt because thou desired me to do so. Verse number 33 says, shouldest thou has not also had compassion on thy fellow servant, even as I have pity on you. And BCU, I am stopping here for emphasis because when we think about the things that we have done to offend and to trespass against God, and he forgives us, readily over and over and over again, over again. 
Now we may have consequences to what it is that we do, but God is so forgiving and he's so loving that he forgives us readily when we ask for it. And we as people have the audacity, the hubris to hold on to the things that people have done for us. I've got the receipts. I've got the receipts. And we continue to do just that. When the Lord erases the receipts on us, but we keep them on other people, that's not how the people of God should do things. And what happens when we keep the receipts, when we keep a holding on to what someone has done for done to us, when we decide that we want to condemn them and to continue to keep them in the prison of our minds with our mouth and how we treat them and things like that. Here's what happened to that servant. Verse number 34 in Matthew chapter 18 said, says, and his Lord was wroth. The king was wroth. He was angry and delivered that servant to the tormentors till he should pay all that was due unto him. Now, remember BCU fam that 10,000 talents was five lifetimes worth of money from what I researched. So it was, that was a life sentence for that servant, a life sentence. And listen, he was delivered to the tormentors. So that wasn't a good place. Tormentors, do you all follow what I'm saying? That sounds to me like a place where there's some fire, <laughs> where there is no way for you to get out and where you are cast into outer darkness away from God. And I can tell you why that that sounds like that to me, because verse 35 says, so likewise shall my heavenly father do also unto you if you from your hearts forgive not everyone his brother their trespasses. Let me just go back to verse number 34 for clarity and read 34 and 35 together. And his Lord was wroth and delivered him to the tormentors till he should pay all that was due unto him. Five lifetimes means he was not going to be able to pay that, that he was going to be in outer darkness or in the lake of fire for the rest of his life. So likewise shall my heavenly father do also unto you if you from your hearts forgive not every trespass against that your brother trespasses against you. And I am uh, summarizing that up. So BCU family, the bottom line here is that whatever receipts that we have on someone, the Lord knows uh, when someone has offended you and offenses don't feel good, especially when it's a repeat offense, especially when it's someone that we love and that we're close to. I understand that offenses should not happen as far as we're concerned. They do happen. And when they do, it is our duty to make sure that we forgive from the heart. Now, depending on what the situation is, you may not have a continued relationship with the individual. And of course, you have to ask the Lord about that. But we do have to forgive. And how we know we have forgiven, it, what, what the sign is, is that we can bring up the situation or the person or the place and that we don't have a reaction that doesn't glorify God, that we have forgiven the person, that we have forgotten the offense, but that we've remembered the lesson behind it. Because even in offenses, there are lessons that need to be learned. And we're going to probably talk about that the next time that we're together. Amen. 
Amen. So listen, BCU fam, this is not always easy. Um, I can speak from experience that when it comes to forgiving people, especially those that have cut you deep, it does not feel good. And it feels like we should uh, hang on to that offense uh, until they got their just due in our minds. What we have to understand is that God uh, has a way of balancing the scales and that if we give him um, how we're feeling about something and someone, if we let him take care of it, he will take care of our wounded hearts. Amen. Yes, he will. Amen. All right, BCU fam, that means I need to wrap things up. I am so hopeful that this was a blessing to you today. And if so, you know what? I'd like for you to let me know. So if you're not already on the blankcouragesyou.com site, please make your way there. Head down to the comment section and let's continue our conversation. Well, BCU family, I have to wrap up. Once again, this is Blend from blendcouragesyou.com. Thank you all so much for listening and for your prayerful support. And Lord will, until the next time we are together, may our God bless you. May he keep you, make his face to shine upon you all and give you peace and help you to forgive from the heart as you stay on the wall. <laughs>